special interview time here on Below the Belt show. We are so excited to welcome from this amazing film called Who Are You People? We have a writer, director, producer, Ben Epstein, and we have actress extraordinaire, Emma Horvath. Thank you for uh, joining us here on BTB today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, uh, loved the film. Wow. What a dysfunctional family drama uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we're seeing here. Um, and um, what I love, it's, it's um, when I saw the credits, it's fictional. So um, uh, I guess anything that's um, referenced to other people is purely coincidental. But I was curious, Ben, is, is that the case? Or were any of your, uh, the characters that you wrote in the script, uh, you know, based on anyone you know, maybe that's going through similar, uh, you know, issues or things of that sort? Well, to be honest, this this movie really did kind of come out of my imagination. I think the the core themes in it are probably real, but none of the plot stuff has any kind of bearing to anyone I know, except little details here and there. Like I remember a friend when I was in high school saying. I'm having this weird vibe with my English teacher. Sometimes we have lunch together, but you know, it never turned into what happens with Alex and her English teacher. Um, I think that <laughs> more, it comes more from the place of having been, remembering what it was like to be a, uh, 16 and, and realizing that my parents were also people and that navigating the complexities of, of their adult world felt like I was unraveling some sort of, I guess, emotional mystery. But the idea of coupling that with a literal mystery that Alex has to solve in the film, that's a totally made up what would happen if this thing kind of story. So that that's how that those that came about. Now, the, the whole movie is is very much fictional, but hopefully will feel real, uh, mostly due to people like Emma giving great performances. So. Yes, I'm a phenomenal, phenomenal performance. You're such an amazing actress. Uh, tell us uh, about how you got involved with the project. And um, I guess we initially read the script. Uh, how, how did that go over for you? Um, well, the email came from my agent, and it was kind of like a last-minute audition. It's like a 24-hour turnaround, which, which sure. isn't, isn't very normal. Um, I remember being very tired. So I've been working, work, working all day and then being like, I have to read this script. <laughs> uh, but I read it super, super fast. And I remember being like kind of manic up in my up in my room, like until two or three in the morning, kind of like reading about it and, and thinking about it and being like, "Ooh, I think I actually like I think I get this girl, this character. Um, so there was definitely like an immediate excitement there. Um, and then I, yeah, I sent, sent Ben a tape, um, and then FaceTimed with him, I think like next day and he had some notes and then I redid it again and then, and then had the job. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, Emma did, yeah. I gave her some adjustments. It was more like, as soon as we saw the tape, everyone was clear that this was a person with enormous ability and talent. And that was yes. a, a sort of true actor and then I said okay well let's just hope that she can take adjustments because you know some people are really good in auditions but you don't know if they can if they can pivot or move with it and then when we got the second tape in I remember I was in the production office in Portland and we were doing a bunch of things and we we're like the tape came in and people gathered around to watch because I we sort of knew Emma was the girl we were going to make an offer or that she's not a girl but the, the actor we were going to make an offer to and and 
and within about like five or ten seconds, I didn't I didn't make I think I made it through the first line and said we're 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 gonna call her agent, we're offering her the part. Because like there was no there I saw what a complete adjustment she had made and they and both her original version and the adjusted versions all felt honest. She just kept she just completely got the character and it was beautiful to watch for me. With the character having lived in my head for so long, that was so wonderful to see her become a flesh and blood person who could surprise me. Wow. Well, very complex character in Alex. Emma, did you um, know about anyone that was maybe going through similar issues to Alex uh, with um, trying to know their their biological uh, family, um, dealing with um, teachers that may be inappropriate (laughs) and things of that sort? Luckily, no teacher stories. I, I have someone that I'm, I've been very close to for, for most of my life who's adopted. And, and uh, so I, I know some of that secondhand um, pretty, pretty well. Uh, the, the sort of pain of, of, of always wondering um, where you come from and how much of an influence that has on your current behavior and, and what your future is like, uh, whether you're doomed to repeat certain <laughs> certain things or, or rise, rise above them or change change uh, sort of the path you may have been set on. Um, yeah, that's... Okay. And do, do you feel, uh, Ben, that this was a part of why Alex was flirting with her English teachers because she kind of missed that uh, father figure that she didn't get with her stepfather, perhaps? Oh. I think that that's a pretty... I think that there's a couple things going on with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I think that there's a certain need an impulsive neediness in Alex to connect with people and she wasn't really getting the connection with her mother or her father she has like one friend really and and that I think she just really wants to feel connected to someone and she's also curious and 16 and scared of sex but also intrigued by sex and you know there's a a line that we wrote long after the movie had wrapped which is a throwaway line that her friend says in a line of ADR where she says, you need to have sex with someone and get it over with, or I don't know, get your mom to hug you. And, um, (laughs) and that was kind of pointing like, I, I, I liked that Nancy had a little moment of insight into Alex because I think that that is accurate. If, if she was getting, if she was more connected to her family, she probably would feel less need to be impulsive, but she's curious about, about intimacy and, and, he seems like the safest place to pursue it until the teacher's not the safest place. And she's like, what am I doing? This is a grown man and I'm 16. Right, right. Wow. I'm glad, uh, I guess, uh, when the parents came to save the day, so to speak, I mean, that was a sigh of relief because um, uh, he probably could have lost his job teaching. Oh, yeah. He definitely lost his job. He did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Home calls were made. He lost his job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Well, let, let's talk about the rest of this cast because uh, you're uh, working with some great veteran actors, Alyssa Milano and Devin Sawa, uh, Yeardley Smith. Um, my goodness, uh, John Ailes. Um, tell about. Uh, tell us about. Uh, you know, putting together this cast. And Emma, if you could t- also talk about um, how you uh, how was it working with these great. Uh, Great names that I just mentioned. Well, do you want uh, Emma to go first, or would you want me to tell you how they got there? <laughs> okay, let's let's start let's start with Ben. <laughs> okay. Um. So, um, Devin was the first person we cast. Uh, this, the, you know, we 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 were trying to make this movie for a really long time, 
and we had raised yeah. just enough money to make it without actor attachments. So we had, you know, breakdowns were released. That's how um, Emma came across the project. And we made an offer to Devin based on me looking at his tapes. And at first I was told he liked the project and he was interested. And then I was told he couldn't do the project because he had to be available for pilot season. So I, I DM'd him on Instagram and said, I'm the guy who wrote the script that I heard you liked. Will you please talk to me? <laughs> and he said yes. So I kind of like got him excited about about the script, which he which he really did like, and got him to come onto the project. And then uh, Alyssa was the last person to join. Um, she, you know, uh, CAA was helping generate names and uh i she was like a sort of dream cast for me i didn't know we would be able to i didn't know that she would consider doing an indie like this but we were so lucky to get her uh you know john and, and peter yardley were all people whose work i was familiar with and said to our, our you know our producers and casting i think they said well we can ask and we can see and Yardley was already a producer of the movie, so we knew that she was ah. she was actually the first person who came on before Devin. So I remember you're working with some some great um, veteran talents in Alyssa and Devin and and Yardley. Uh, tell tell us about uh, your experience working on set with them. Um, and yeah, I mean these are just great actors. And, and just how did you play off of them as well? Um, yeah, De Devin and I I think are are onset relationship was similar to the one on screen where it's like uh, we, we we met and then started shooting pretty much immediately so there was a bit of like oh i don't i don't know you that well ah i see it's like it still happens in the movie and then and then by by like the third week or we were like teasing each other and and stuff so it was it followed the same progression and then Alyssa, yeah. and john you know came for like the very tail end of the shoot. Uh, and of course that relationship is a lot more cold. So it was kind of, it was nice to have, um, it, that was also parallel to, to, to the relationship in the movie. And then oh. Yardley's like my, my long lost aunt. <laughs> like, he's so nice to be on, on, on set. And then uh, we shot like right before the pandemic started, like things started shutting down, like it's day after we we wrapped, um, and so Yardley, I, I we would like Marco Polo each other through through like the the the, the darkest moments I think of quarantine. So yeah. I'm oh very, wow. Very grateful for having met her on this. Well, wow, really quick though, you, you shot right before the pandemic and the world shut down in March of 2020. I'm guessing. Ben, how relieved were you that you had finished your project right before oh, all God, that? Oh, God, there's no words. I mean, <laughs> we finished shooting this movie on March 7th, and then we had a wrap party on March 8th where it's all like a different time where we're all piled into a karaoke room and people are just yes. like hugging each other and stuff. And my wife had told me um, that she's like, you know, there's going to be like – the world's going through some stuff right now. I'm like, it's fine. We got to get these shots. And then the movie was done. I got back to Los Angeles, slept for a few days, and then woke up and like everything was closed and there was no toilet paper. So I would say that <laughs> that um, I, I, was, I was flabbergasted by how lucky we were not to have pushed the shoot a week or two, which we had talked about doing at various points. You know, if we had pushed even a day, I don't know if we would have finished this movie. So um, 
yes, COVID completely was not an issue during the shooting. And that was the thing that dominated the entire post-production process. You know, I was never in a room with my editor. I still haven't met my composer in real life. It's a really weird uh, wow. thing. Oh, the stars were aligned for sure. Uh, sure. Talk to us about the shooting locations. Is a uh, majority shot in Portland, Oregon? It was all shot in and around Portland, yes. Uh, nice. We decided to, you know, the, the important thing for, I think, the story was that there be a urban environment where she's from and a more small town Americana Norman Walkwell environment where she goes. And luckily, Portland was uh, available to, I had shot something there before. So we had, we kind of knew the city a little bit. We knew some of the crews and we were able to make Portland really feel urban in that way. And then we were able to shoot in a few different towns and made a fake town and said it was in Washington so that it would feel further away, but really it was in Portland. And uh, we, we were able to just find a bunch of locations, some of which, some of which are not actually the locations that you might think they are like, like uh, Carl and Carl's garage where they um, find the art supplies and where he does the boxing and stuff that was actually connected to the house where Arthur um, Alex's sort of friend slash semi love interest was that that was actually part of the same location things like that we did a lot of uh, a lot of bait and switch but I hope I don't think anyone can tell in the movie yeah that's great I think there's just I've been to Portland and I know how how vast and diverse it can be and uh, perfect setting for for the small town feel, uh, but yeah. you got a vast, vast space at the same time. For sure. So that, that's very, very cool. Well, um, I'd like to talk about some, uh, I guess, some plot points of the movie. I don't know if we can, but <laughs> just um, especially some of the things that happen in the end. Um, but mm -hmm. maybe we can uh, let the audience know that if you don't want to know certain plot points, please uh, watch Who Are You People? And then, uh, and then uh, of course, uh, um, come back to it and listen to it later. But um, uh, going through, um, what was going through Alex's mind at the end? What, can we talk about that? Um, uh, when um, Carl has his father in a headlock, he had punched him several times. The sheriff appears, and um, Alex comes to the rescue. And uh, uh, you know, I, I thought the editing, editing that point at that point was very brilliant. Uh, and to come back to it later was really, really nice to see how that all went down. But uh, um, I was just curious on on where Alex's mind was on after learning about, obviously, you know, this was came, very, to came to be was very, very traumatic for her mom and herself. But at, at the end, um, I guess still had some emotional attachment to her father. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a moment of, of, forgiveness on some level. Um, I don't know if it's total yet, but it's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's a moment of, of being there for someone who's, who's your flesh and blood, uh, despite maybe what, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very, it's very hard to talk about in an articulate way because it's, it's fraught with a lot of, uh, ethical questions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this but movie yeah, isn't really. A, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. It's an olive branch on on some level. Um, sure. I think that she, uh, when she, I mean, Emma does such an amazing job of getting there, and she, you know, the, when she says "don't," she's really like "don't, don't die," and I think that that is coming from a very primal place. But I think that 
the sort of, as I said, the ethical questions of whether or not this person is going to be in her life are, are mm -hmm. different ones. We actually edited that. Se the sequence is actually quite different in the film than it was originally scripted and the way that it was originally cut. And we we changed it a lot. The idea that you see them hug not till the very end in the flashbacks, right. where it's a little ambiguous about whether it's a hug of embrace or a hug goodbye, was something we found in editing. And the idea, originally she was going to hug him there, but it kind of let the tension out of the story if you find it there in that moment. Um, so I think that that what was nice was that Emma Emma played that scene at the end, I think, extremely realistically. She played yes, it she did, Emma. with a wow. lot of a lot of hesitation, but also conflict. And I, I think it's a, a sort of noteworthy thing that that. Um, Alex spends so much of the talk of the movie being overly verbal and talking when she's nervous and being hyper articulate. And then in a scene where she's talking to him at the end, she's almost monosyllabic. She barely says anything. But you can see all of the conflict on Emma's face because, you know, we were lucky and she auditioned for this. <laughs> so. Right. Well, fantastic, fantastic job, Emma. Um, so. Well, I, I didn't want to get too much into plot points, obviously, because we want sure. the audience to see who are you people. But you are going to have a uh, premiere at the Mammoth Film Festival this Saturday, February 5th. Are you guys both attending? You know, we are. Nice. You must be excited. To, yeah, you must be excited, really excited to see, see this film on the big screen. Um, uh, tell us about, um, yeah, getting accepted into Mammoth and, um, and um, yeah, and we're after the Mammoth um premiere how can everyone see the film more importantly well that's a great question um we are in the process of dealing with uh distribution stuff so we're figuring that out um right. but hopefully we'll have more concrete answers soon uh mammoth is a cool festival it's uh it's fairly new but i think it, it gets a lot of um i think it's splashy and fun from what i i've heard people who have been there and had a great time so we really wanted the movie to, to be seen, and now is like sort of the first time that movies are really being seen in theaters again. We, we mm -hmm. hesitated having, um, we could have done a virtual premiere last year, but it just seemed like it's a movie you want to have at least a, one, you want it to be in the theater at least once. So we're going to start there. Yes. And hopefully it'll be more than once. That's great because uh, Sundance went the complete virtual route, and yeah. that's good that Mammoth is in person, and you guys got to do the carpet and, and, and all that good stuff. I'm not the sure there might be a virtual component to Mammoth as well okay. as a sort of ancillary thing, but I think that it is definitely going to be in person. So people can come 3.30 at, uh, on February 5th, and you can oh. see Emma and I blab about it in real life too. Oh, my God. Wow. So many awesome characters you play, Emma. And I want to talk a little bit about um, what lies below because um, – I want to know what happens. I mean, um, are we seeing a sequel? I mean, you're in a tank, and uh, apparently you now can breathe underwater uh, <laughs> as your character, Liberty, of course. Um, just, wow, just totally just powerful, powerful performances in both films, by the way. Uh-oh. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about a sequel. I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I'll be the last to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, who would win the fight, John or Carl? John from what? 
what lies below. John, and, I think I think John would win. He's like super. He's a supernatural creature from the beyond. Yeah. <laughs> he's tough. <laughs> and he's angry. Yeah. He's got a lot of feelings. <laughs> wow, that's amazing that you had to work with both um, Alyssa Milano and Mina Savari um, as mothers. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's really wonderful, and I, I really saw the chemistry, the mother-daughter uh, chemistry that you, you brought to both characters. So, yeah, I've, had, was... I've had two American heartthrobs be my be my mothers. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so many, so, so many people have been like, "Oh, I had the biggest crush on Alyssa Milano when I was a kid," or "I had the biggest crush on Mina Suvari when I was a kid." From American Pie, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Devin Sawa was no no team. Oh yeah, and either. Devin Sawa. Yeah, yeah, and seeing him in this uh, great role as um, a very blue-collar type of role, very different from what I've seen. He's usually more of the clean-cut kind of guy, and to play a little more uh, rough around the edges was kind of new. He found a real, uh, I think that Devin gives a really terrific performance because he's so uh, vulnerable and human while also being a tough guy. So there's a there's a stoicism to him. There's an anger. There's a fear, and a, but there's also in every scene of Carl, I think, an enormous amount of vulnerability. So I, I was really pleased by by that side of him coming out, and how Devin didn't over or underplay it. He just played it real. Yeah, he did. Amazing again. Amazing work by everyone involved, uh, the cast and the crew of of your film. You should be very, very happy. Who are you people? And of course, I might be remiss if I didn't ask, how excited are you about 2022 and the Rings of Power? <laughs> super, super stoked. Super excited. <laughs> yeah. Are you a fan of the franchise prior? I or am now. I, I, I hadn't seen the films before I auditioned, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a whole new world that I that opened up to me um, in the past like two years. So yeah, it, it, I'm a fan now. Oh wow! Staunch. She's excited wow. to finally be able to talk about it and say. I can't wait. <laughs> and I can't wait until uh, we can talk about it. But in, in all cases, we will have to wait until September of 2022. Um, when it drops on Amazon, The Rings of Power. But congratulations on that role. That's amazing. This is an incredible fandom that you've joined. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, thank you. Wow, this has been incredible, everyone. Uh, if we uh, Actually, before, uh, uh, Ben, really quick, um, uh, upcoming projects, your next, your next works. Well, uh, I'm currently on a, on a show, which I can't talk about at all. But okay. I I have a job. Uh, I have a, a, a series that I did before uh, Who Are You People is going to be coming out on a streaming platform next year, two seasons of it. So I'm excited for when I can announce that. That's old stuff, though. Uh, new stuff, I'm uh, taking out a TV pitch in the next few weeks. Uh, we have a, another feature and I, I ha uh, that we're sort of have an actress circling. Hopefully that'll work out. And and I'm from, for the next thing I'd like to do, I have a script called Pastime, which is about uh, the Pete Rose betting scandal as a sort of um, morality play about the soul of America and whether or not we're all doomed or not. And uh, <laughs> it's a script that I've had for a while and have been waiting to, to go out with and when, for when after this movie comes out. So that would be a wonderful follow up. And I'm, I'm working on a quietly working on a couple other things, a, a, a thriller to, to, to at some point 
show the world, I suppose. But yeah, working on a bunch of stuff and and focused on, on getting this movie out there. Awesome. Well, best of luck with the film. Of course, Who Are You People? Part of the Mammoth Film Festival um, on Saturday, February 5th, the big premiere. And the, we can't wait to uh, see it. Uh, well, the rest of the audience in the world can see this film because it's absolutely fantastic. It's an uh, incredible um, drama film um, and really tugs at your heartstrings. So, um, yeah, very, very, very nice film. All right. Well, uh, before we let you go, if you could let us know who you are. Uh, throw out a plug for who are your people or what, whatever you want or the rings, whatever. <laughs> and let us know you're on Below the Belt Show. Okay, well, I'm Ben Epstein. I'm the writer director of Who Are You People, and I am on the Below the Belt Show. Is that good? So, um, <laughs> I'm Emma Horvath. I'm an actor in Who Are You People, and I'm on the Below the Belt Show. All right, Emma, wow, thank you so much. Ben, thank you so much. This is incredible. And of course, we will uh, do a little snapshot on the count of three. One, two, three, smile. <laughs> I think I right, there it goes. <laughs> I'm smiling, so it's fine. <laughs> All right, great, awesome. <laughs> thank you so much, Wonderful. both of you. Thanks. This is incredible. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Have thank a good rest you, of the day. Thank you, Emma. Nice to meet you. And Emma, thank have you, a good Al. night. Great. Good afternoon for Ben and good night to, to Emma. I know you're... <laughs> Frogs, so it's a different time over there. <laughs>